The Hornets win their play-in preview. Does it mean a big dub hat donning for Doug Branson? Plus, to join us to talk all about it is a familiar face. Stick around to find out who on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On <laughs> Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. That includes YouTube. And if you're watching, you know that there is a familiar face joining us today. He likes to keep a low profile, so we did not advertise it, but he is here. It is Mr. Nada Edwards. Maybe you've heard him on one of the top 10 podcasts in all of the sports podcasting world, beating out the Locked On Hornets by just maybe 100 spots. It's Nada Edwards on the Ion College Basketball Podcast. Nada, you decided to talk about the professionals? Yeah, look, here's the thing. Every now and again, I have to come home. And I came Mm -hmm. home. I found that things were different. There's a big dub hat that I, <laughs> I was never. No one gave me that memo. Don't spoil it. We don't know if I'm going to put it on yet, so don't spoil it. Well, again, Walker already spoiled it for you. So I, I said, I know. I said, do, I said, is it worth a big hat, a dub hat, donning? I, that's what I ask, and so we're going to see if that happens because that's not it. That the hat that he's wearing right now is not the big dub hat. Not I, I don't know. know if I did you've wear seen a green this. hat. I did wear mm-hmm. a green hat in honor of Saint Patty's Day. Fair. So that's fine. And you're probably, and I don't know, Doug, like, are you going to cover it up? Because I would imagine coming into this game, facing the Atlanta Hawks in the spectrum center, trying to leapfrog Atlanta for that nine spot. And if things hold at the end of the season, like they are right now, then the Charlotte Hornets would be hosting that play in game between mm-hmm. the nine and the 10 seed, the Charlotte Hornets and the Atlanta Hawks. It feels like a pretty big win. What say you when it comes to the big dub hat? I don't know if I need to say anything. Okay. I just need to. Oh, I do because we're on audio, so I always <laughs> yeah, have to say something. Yeah, this is an audible medium. <laughs> but I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna slide this mm. bad boy on here. Put the big dub hat on. Of course, it was a big dub. There's no question. This was a play-in preview. This was an opportunity for the Charlotte Hornets to say, "Hey, we've grown up. We can beat a team that we're evenly matched against talent-wise." And, and they made a statement, not only because they won the basketball game, but because this one was back and forth. They didn't shoot the ball particularly well from three. And this season, when the Charlotte Hornets don't shoot well from three, they lose. And they did not lose this game uh, because they were tough. They hit clutch shots in the fourth quarter. I know we're going to get deep into the player performances. They took this game seriously, guys. That was what I wanted to watch for. Would they actually come out in the first quarter? take it into the second quarter, unlike they did against the Pelicans and the Thunder. They won both of those games, but they did not take those games seriously. They took this game seriously. They shut down Trey Young. They got the dub. Let's go. Big dub hat. Doug, you look great in it, buddy. As always, with the antennas sticking out as they do, it looks excellent. Nada, is there a big dub hat that you want to don, or are you just going to be just rolling as you are right now? Y'all didn't give me any mem- memo. Like that's true. Y'all were supposed to pass the memo, Doug. You were supposed to, as the producer. I of have a. Um, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this. Not. A, I have a baby, um, and so that gives me <laughs> license. It gives me excuses. We know. We me, know you have you know, a baby. We know. Yeah, it gives me free passes uh, to Disneyland. Um, so yeah. I have a baby. Yeah, fine, fine. I, Huge I will victory. forgive you this uh-huh. time 
for not passing along the uh, essentially the memo that I was supposed to wear a big dub hat. That's I okay. You look great as you are, Nada. You don't I, need I, to wear it. I just want you to talk about that game last night and where the Charlotte Hornets are right now. They are officially 500 after that victory. What did you see last night? And what are just very, I don't know if you can do it briefly because there's a lot to discuss. It's been a long time, mm-hmm. but what are your overall thoughts as we stand here? 500 nine spot after beating the Atlanta Hawks and what you saw just yesterday in that big game. Considering where they were post all-star break initially, I'm kind of okay with where they are. They've grown up because there was a point in this time where I legitimately thought this team was going to lose some point at some point and drop to 11. And I was worried about that. They have now shored that up. They've handled business. They're 500. They may get to 40 wins for the first time in the Borrego era. And at some point, like I have to honestly credit for last night, especially they came up with a defensive plan to handle guys like Trey Young. They said, essentially, you know what? He got handled. That's the right word, uh, not a handled. I mean, yeah. nine points, three of 12 shooting, did not make a three-point field goal in that game. Incredible. Yeah, and the, and the ones that he did try, they were the the, the typical Trey Young, you know, 35-footers that, he, you know, that he'll attempt. And there was the one on the left side with the three-point line, at least for where I was on the court. And you see him kind of like try to talk it in and it doesn't go in. And that's the one I can remember first and foremost, where it was like, yeah, that's, that's like the most open look that he took. And it was still a pretty deep three-pointer. James Borrego, the Charlotte Hornets, the backcourt, They've done a good job at defending Trey Young in the past, not a couple of games this year, the past two coming into this one, he had a 25 and a 30 point performance, but here you hold him to what was it? Nine points. I'm trying to pull up the box score. Yeah. Just nine, uh, nine points in this game. The 15 assists were there, but he also had six turnovers and he goes, Oh, of six from behind the line. I Montrez Harrell talked about it. PJ did as well. You know, that was their game plan. Stop Trey Young. If he scores 30, nine times out of 10, they win the game. And if he doesn't, you have a real shot. He didn't, didn't come close to it. And you end up winning the game, pulling uh, away from them in the fourth quarter. Hey, novel game plan, right? Stop the other team's opposing star. They weren't able to do it against Brooklyn. They lost. They weren't able to do it against the Celtics. Uh, They lost. Uh, They were uh, they really weren't able to do it against Oklahoma City. Shea got off, but not not as bad. But they won that basketball game. But they finally do shut him down. And and it really was just about paying attention to where he was in transition. Cody Martin picking him up on a few of those plays. And then just making him shoot a little bit deeper and getting a hand in his face. I mean, this isn't, you know, the, for a lot of these defensive things that have been happening for the Charlotte Hornets have been just simple lapses of attention or, you know, focus or detail or things like that. And, and you saw them really lock it down, especially in the second half. I mean, I mean, look, overall, 106 points for the Atlanta Hawks. That's a dangerous offense. And to hold them to under 110. Yeah, it, it's all yeah. second half defense. The first half was pretty bad. And and yeah. even <laughs> there were a lot of open three-pointers for everybody else. And then they started to close down on, on those guys. Close out, I should say, on the other three-pointers. The, the corner three was wide open. And that's been a real problem for the Charlotte Hornets all year long. If it's a Kelly Oubre getting picked and then just not fighting through some of those screens, Jalen McDaniels, he's getting lost a little bit and he's just really rusty coming back from that injury that, that plagued him for a while, but second half, they do a lot better job and Clint Capella, not nearly as effective Onyeka Kungwu, not as effective in the second half. And they were kind of dominating in the early goings of this game. I thought we were going to get another like six of seven, seven of eight type of game from Capella at the start. 
How about this? LaMelo Ball leads the team in minutes in this victory and leads the team in points. I don't, I'd have to look back to see if both of those things have happened in a win, maybe once or twice, because he's gone off in a few of these games. But it doesn't happen very often that LaMelo Ball leads the team in minutes and leads the team in points. And despite having four personal fouls in this game. Right. All right. Let's get Nada's thoughts on that in just a moment. We'll take a break and then we'll lead with the LaMelo conversation. The difference in approach with James Borrego and how he handled LaMelo despite having some foul trouble at the beginning and LaMelo's final stat line, his impact on the game because it was Can't wait to hear Nada's thought. Nada, I want to pick your brain about this LaMelo Borrego. (laughs) The people that listen to this podcast have watched this podcast for years have been dying to hear what you have to say so you better stick around (laughs) that's right we're gonna hear not his thoughts on the lamello ball situation let's talk about athletic greens first though so you may be asking what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery, focus, and aging too. All of those things is what athletic greens can affect and can affect in a healthy way. It's a lifestyle friendly product, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And AG1, Athletic Greens, is a small micro-habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself, and your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months, even if we're coming out of it, still might be here and there, but there are plenty of things that are beneficial from Athletic Greens. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year uh, supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'll tell you what I need in my life. It's not a takes on LaMelo. We're going to get that coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. And and listen, as long as you play James Booknight, a win will always be inside. Thanks for making Locked on Hornets your first listen every day. We are free. And available. He'll, he'll, on, they'll show some fight. All your on all your platforms. Now make your second listen. Locked on bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. All right, a lot of discussion surrounding Lamelo Ball this year, Nada, and perhaps in a way that was somewhat <laughs> unexpected because we all thought we were going to be talking about his star play, his prowess, the guy that is making leaps into being a superstar in the NBA. And while all of that is true, he was an all-star and it was a little bit dicey. I always thought he would get in, but cut it a little close because he wasn't initially an all-star. Either way, he got in, he had an excellent first half of the season and has gone through ebbs and flows like a lot of players on the Charlotte Hornets team has. But one of the bigger talking points has been the way James Brago has played and or has not played LaMelo ball in some of these games, considering the lack of minutes for him compared to a Terry Rozier, a Gordon Hayward when he was healthy. Even Cody Martin will sometimes have games that have more minutes logged than a LaMelo ball. 
Some of that has to do with LaMelo fouling early in these contests. And because of that, James Brega would put him on the bench. He might throw him out there again. He'd pick up another foul. And then James Brega would put him on the bench again. And sometimes it's just, I don't really have an answer for why James Brego did it. And it was kind of head scratching. You know, maybe it was more turnovers. Maybe he just trusted Cody Martin defensively more. Maybe he just liked Ish Smith running the offense. Like there were some weird things too, why LaMelo went to the bench. And I think that is one where we can absolutely fairly question James Borrego last night. It doesn't happen. Let me get your thoughts on how James Borrego has handled the LaMelo ball run as well as maybe vice versa. How you think LaMelo has played this year under those circumstances. What are your thoughts on that entire situation? The first part where how James Borrego handled the LaMelo ball run, I would probably tell you if I was grading it, I would give him a C C plus as to where last year I would say he handled it a lot better. And it kind of made sense. There isn't a trust factor that I see with LaMelo Ball and James Bre- that James Brego has. He doesn't trust him to be the point of attack defender. I get it to an extent because we've seen other coaches say, essentially, yo, we're going to go right at the kid and we'll see what happens. I get it from that aspect and that aspect alone. Outside of that, I I kind of understood at the beginning, but now if you're going, not going to play this kid 35 minutes, 37 minutes, I kind of wonder what the point is at some points. Because yeah. if, you're te- if you're telling me defensively he needs to be better, and by he I mean LaMelo, yeah, I understand. But at the same point, offensively, you're not as good without him out there. So it doesn't make sense to me at this point anymore okay listen i i love everything that you just said there it was intelligent it was nuanced it was exactly what we've come to expect from a professional what's coming as yourself Uh oh but it wasn't hot enough for me oh don't no, worry <laughs> don't worry nada don't worry we have just the thing we call it the hot take oh, machine now, you may remember this oh, this I was remember uh, this. i think we yeah we created this during your era so we have the hot take machine uh, for those that don't know, the hot take machine essentially takes lukewarm takes, heats them up to a radioactive degree, spits them out so that we can uh, get them out on the air here. So let me, let's fire up. We just mm-hmm. heard Nada's take there about uh, Borrego, his relationship with uh, LaMelo Ball. Let's run it through the hot take machine. Here we go. <laughs> What popped out? Ooh, be careful! God, be careful! Get an oven mitt. Goodness gracious! I don't have a, I don't have any kind of oven mitt. Let's see. I've got a, yeah. Take a piece of paper here and grab it with the piece of paper. Yeah, first degree burns. Hopefully your hands are okay. All right, Doug. What what is the take? What is what is is the take? take? All right, the hot take is, if Lamelo Ball isn't trusted by his head coach, maybe Uh. he needs. A new head coach. Oh, that's pretty hot. That is hot. Yes, let's ramp it up from Nada. Put it on the thumbnail. Yeah, please do. Please do. Just don't quote me. I mean, that's the hot take machine. That's what the hot take machine does. Um, But but I think I like your nuanced take, and I think this game is interesting in that. You know, James Borrego seemed to trust LaMelo Ball a little bit more. Maybe they are growing together. We've talked about how LaMelo Ball over these past couple of games has seemed to get back into a groove. 
Um, he seems to be feeling a little bit more in control of the offense than he was right after the All-Star break. And so he gets those two fouls early. He sits for just a moment, and then Borrego says, all right, we need you, and let's, let's, I trust you. Go back out there, do your thing. And LaMelo does that, keeps it under control, and uh, really dominates this game. 22 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds. Great game. Five three-pointers, a lot of deep threes. Changed the dynamic of this game. Uh, I love LaMelo's performance in here. And so, yeah, let's get to it, right? Two fouls within the first seven minutes. He takes him out, brings him back in, and LaMelo plays the rest of the first half, plays more minutes than anybody, ends up playing more minutes than anybody at the end of the game, too. I asked James Borrego about that last night. What's the difference here? Like, is LaMelo learning from maybe his past mistakes? Are you trusting him a little more? Why did you decide to play him here? And how much has he grown in that regard? Here's James Borrego and what he had to say. Yeah, I think he's showing growth in those areas, you know, being more disciplined, um, being solid. I think those are the two words, two terms I'd, I'd use for Mello right now. Just showing his hands, staying in front of the ball, um, you know, not over committing or over gambling right now, just being solid because we need him on the floor and we know at times, you know, he can get in foul trouble there. So I think that's just growth for him, being disciplined, being solid. So there's James Brego talking about how that's a constant message too. There was a quick follow-up there where, Hey, how much of an emphasis is this a part of LaMelo's teaching a part of his practice, keeping your hands up on defense. That's something James Brego talked about. And how interesting is it that LaMelo is in the backcourt on a night where Trey young only scores nine points. LaMelo gets in foul trouble early, but then he comes back in and is disciplined enough to not pick up another one extremely quickly and then is able to play the duration of the game as much as LaMelo can and as James Borrego deemed fit. I don't know if this is going to be a every single game occurrence, right? I still think we're probably going to see the decline where maybe he comes out, fouls early, Borrego will take him out of the game longer than what fans will want, and I will understand that. I do think it's nice to see that if there is this mistrust between maybe LaMelo into James Borrego, which I think is certainly true, but also maybe the James Borrego not trusting as much his young point guard, maybe that gap is closing. We saw it last night in a huge game, no less. Like this was a, a monster game, and LaMelo was good offensively, hitting his three-point shots. He got guys involved, and I thought LaMelo was excellent getting the loose ball rebounds. I thought that was my favorite part of LaMelo's game last night. There were basketballs that Trez would tip, and then Clint Capella would tip, and they couldn't grab it, and then boom, there's LaMelo right there, able to grab it and secure the possession. I thought that was my favorite part about what he was able to do, and he's already a really good rebounder. So just nice to see a really good performance from your star player. And honestly, the bigger, uh, the bigger thing for me was, or at least my favorite part, probably about 30 seconds left in the game. And then LaMelo <laughs> hits that right. free. It's like so dances true. on the grave. Oh, dances man. on the grave. That's my, that might be my favorite part from the LaMelo thing. But for the most part, you're right. The attention to detail sometimes does wane with LaMelo. And I've noticed that, especially around the middle of the season. And that happens for a lot of NBA players. They really focus on how they start and how they finish. So when you see LaMelo start to lock in, especially like defensively, it's a really good sign because that means you're going to see those 37, 38, 39 minute performances from him. And if you get a lot of those, there's probably going to be a lot of wins. And maybe you start to win more games that you're not expecting to, especially with Denver on the horizon and the Nor and Jet the Jazz on the horizon and a Chicago Bulls game, with the which is the second to last of the season. 
there are a lot of these games where if he's locked in, he can perform well, they can steal a couple of games and you might see a 43, 44 win team, which is going to be pretty awesome. All things considered this season. We have a few other things to get to. And Doug, I know you want to talk about the schedule, but like, I thought Lamella was awesome all around. And and there were things that he had struggled with and maybe wasn't, I don't know, even embracing as far as himself goes, right? He said he needed to stop allowing people to dictate his play, needed to block out the outside noise. We saw two tier one level passes from LaMelo last night, the full quarter on the dot to Miles Bridges, and then the behind the back pass, I think in transition, that was money. Those were plays that we had seen from LaMelo earlier on in the season that were the eye-popping, jaw-dropping type of plays. We also saw and ones. Like LaMelo finished through contact, got to the foul line and actually hit a two point shot, which is something we've talked about LaMelo as the year has gone on, hit his three point shot. There were just a bunch of different areas, how LaMelo helped the Charlotte Hornets team. It was great to see. The Charlotte Hornets team is better when LaMelo can get all the way to the rim. It doesn't necessarily mean he needs to finish through contact or, or always take the layup, but when he's getting to the rim, that means there are going to be open shooters in the corner, uh, open shooters everywhere, because so much attention is going to be paid to LaMelo ball. And Trez rolling. And so, yeah, and Trez yeah. rolling. I mean, that pick and roll, I, we got to talk about Trez. Maybe we talk about Trez in the third segment because he needs he needs some time because he was amazing. I did muse earlier in the show that I didn't know if there was another instance of LaMelo Ball this season leading the team in minutes, managing the entire game, uh, and, uh, and leading the team in points. It only happened one other time this season. That was against Indiana on November 19th, and LaMelo was – lit Indiana several times uh, this year. Was it the opener? Up. It, it, uh, it wasn't was, the opener. Okay. No, this was uh, November 19th. Gotcha. Um, okay. He had 32 points in 39 minutes. Now, he also had 31 points against Indiana, but that was in like 30-ish, 30, 31 minutes. But in this one, he leads the team in minutes. Borrego finally letting the leash up a little bit. Like, come on, man. I mean, this is your superstar. And, and this was and a Lamello almost didn't give him a choice. Like he, he forced him, you know, play, he, he comes back in at the end of the great. first and yeah, no, it was, it was phenomenal. Um, that was, that was great. I, I really liked what we got from Lamello, but as you mentioned, Doug, if there was a one, a performance, a one performance, mm-hmm. it's really hard to decipher like who gets the game ball. It might be Lamello for his overall game. PJ was just insane in the final Mm -hmm. stretch. Montrez for the first half probably deserves it. Terry hit a huge shot. Let's get to all of those other individual performances in the last segment of today's Locked On Hornets episode. It's that time of year again. The NCAA tournament is upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season as well. It's not just basketball, by the way. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts. Lots of other individual performances to get to. We'll help uh, talk about that. Nada will help us talk about that coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Nature's first green is gold. Her hardest hue to hold her early leaves a flower but only so an hour Mm. then leaf subsides to leaf so eden sank to grief so dawn goes down to day nothing gold can stay we need the boys to mend with that now 
It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I am at peak nostalgia right now with the band <laughs> being back together with Doug playing the old bums with Nada telling us that we need to set a poem uh, by Doug Branson being set to boys to men. I, we need to do, I, I know you watch college basketball now. I know that's your thing, but I would like for you to be on this podcast more frequently. I might just have to drag you over here to the NBA world a little bit more. Well, again, you know what the plan I've told you what the plan is, mm-hmm. at least for me, there's a good chance. You'll see me more often. There's good. more, there's a good, there's a good chance. Good. Are you, so so what you're so essentially what you're saying is that for you, this isn't the end of the road. No, this is not the, not, end of the road. And nice. You, let go. I heard you. I heard you. That's perfect. That's excellent. Yeah, All right. Let's talk. I can't let go. It's unnatural. <laughs> They need another member, Doug. You need to join him. Let's talk about the individual. Yeah, he'd be the affirmative action hire. I've given him, I've given him too much. (laughs) Yes, that's true. I've given him too much confidence. He's going to start singing the rest of the way. That's the whole segment. We're just going to go three minutes of Doug singing the rest of the end of the road by boys to men. Let's get to these other performances. We need to, and let's start with PJ. So we're watching this game. PJ Washington misses the dunk driving baseline gets really frustrated. And I mean, it was contested, but he should have finished it. No doubt about it. Hurt his hand too. I think it was, it was, it was was a a missed opportunity for PJ Washington in what was still a close game. And then he didn't miss again. I, I, I felt like I blinked and the game wasn't close anymore. I was gearing up ready for a tight contest two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. There's going to be a lot of really tough shot making. Are we going to get overtime? There's certainly a possibility. And then PJ drives to the basket, hits a tougher shot at the rim, Mm -hmm. hits two threes in a row, and then hits a couple of other bat. Boom, 13 points games over like in lost in the shuffle is a huge shot from Terry Rozier that actually got the biggest cheer from the crowd. I think that put him up like one Oh five 98. And then PJ, you know, he starts that run and then he ends that run. Game's over. I, I just, it, it, it feels like the quickest end to a game where like, I just didn't realize what was coming at me as it was happening real time. And he was spectacular. I don't think he had any field goals in this game until that point, because he finished with 16 overall. Um, oh but God. he, so he had two, he was two of three from the free throw line, 16 points overall. So maybe he did have just one other field goal. Um, but man, uh, you know, it was impressive. What'd you guys think of PJ? Honestly, I I like the way he's been playing post Trez Acquirer. And like ever since Trez came part of this team, he's been a a much different player. And maybe just maybe he's not meant to be the full time small ball five. Maybe that's just at points where you can play him. But it's one of those things. It's like it's nice to have that option. You just can't burn it out. And he looked fresh. He looked like he didn't have to bang with everybody. And then when it came to the fourth quarter, he's been better for the most part. That that tough shot he hit in traffic, that's something that we probably don't see from him yeah. in the first couple of years of, of his development. The fact he's gotten better at that tells me that there's a lot more to scrape to get to the ceiling. And unfortunately, like I'm not sure we're going to see it in a Hornet uniform come the end of the season. But for right now, this is the best PJ we've seen ever. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. He did have one field goal in the first half, um, but 
P.J. Washington is uh, on fire since the All-Star break. He's been playing really well. He's been their, their fourth piece, their glue guy, their give-it-all guy. And I love when a player misses a shot like that, like the dunk misses, and, and then that player goes, yeah, I, I didn't like that. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to miss again. <laughs> he was mad I after just, the game. Rod asked him about it, and he didn't say anything other than, I was mad, and starts laughing and just doesn't say anything else. He was angry, and he didn't miss again. Well, and that's the thing with this Hornets team, right? They've got a lot of players that can get mad offensively. They've got a lot of players that can throw a <laughs> knockout punch offensively. Now, yeah. PJ has played great defense. Yeah, yeah PJ's the had, one, right. Right, if they had more players that could throw that kind of punch, that knockout punch defensively, then they would they would be in a much better position than they are uh, right now. Uh, but that's not all. that's not all on PJ. But just an incredible performance from him. Um, and you know, I mean, other than Montrez, yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's one that would deserve uh, a game ball here. Well, let's talk about Trez. I mean, it was all the first half for Montrez Harrell, but that guy was amazing. You scored a first half. Yeah. yeah, Scored 11 points. What a quarter. I mean, he scored 11 points in the second quarter. A lot of that was just nasty dunks. He goes four of four hits three free throws. I mean, a lot of the offensive production for him, six points in the third. It's not like he was non-existent in, in, uh, in the second half. I mean, he was two of three from the field, a couple of put back dunks you know Lamelo. he caught a body he caught his own teammates body <laughs> well, on that yeah, one put back dunk yeah friendly right, fire he dug the ball and Lamelo ball that's right <laughs> that's what he did and uh and it was amazing like Montrez that's the thing that he brings to this team you know we haven't had that attitude type of guy that just is not going to put up with your BS and there's Trez where defensively mm -hmm. look uh, Capella got his, we, we know a uh, Kung Wu started to hit some nice dunk shots and there's some problems in the paint defensively, right? Like totally get it. Nobody's ever, no, nobody's trying to make him something. He's not on that end of the floor, but give me all of the offense. Give me all of the dunks. The LaMelo Trez pick and roll is lethal when you have that good of a passer and that good of a finisher. And Montrez, I asked him about this too last night. Hey, how is your relationship with Lomelo running the PNR? And he said, look, I'm comfortable running it with anybody. I've run it with Kawhi Leonard. I've run it with LeBron James. Me and Lou Williams maybe had the best pick and roll in the league when we were together. And now here you are with Lomelo, who's a really good passer in his own right, an excellent form of offense this team can go to in the crunch. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Not a drop in the Walker oh, drop yeah. in the PNR. You know, he asked a couple of questions to some professional basketball players. And now he's using the lingo, a little yeah, PNR, look, little ice. Look, he's you know, just, just me and just me and just me and some professional basketball players chopping it up. Yeah, no, we no, did. He's we're hanging out after his growth. He's trying. Are you to proud of me, Nada? That's really what I wanted to do. I just wanted to make sure Nada was proud of, of you. Me. This is just again, again, me being proud of you. No, mm -hmm. you're doing what you're you're being expected to. I'm holding you to the same ex expectations that I hold to some of these Hornets players. There is no pride or anything else like that. You know that. I, here's here's what I'm. You're asking Joe Clark from Lean On Me. If again, you are Sam's and I am Joe Clark, and you are asking. I don't if, get this reference at all. I just want your approval. <laughs> you've never wait, wait, Doug. You've never seen Lean On Me. I don't think so. It's been a long time for me. I know. I know. Oh, God. Why, why are you doing this? You can't play with Bill Withers. You can't. You need to stop. Stop playing with Bill Withers. It's not to say that's not a better rendition than what I could do, but still, I, I don't know if, if that's something that Bill would be proud of. Uh, what, have you, what have you thought of Montrez's acquisition to this team, not in what he's brought to this squad? I like what he brings offensively. I mm -hmm. wish he was a little bit better defensively. I love what, he, but he would have cost more, he, right? Like exactly. that, he, he would have cost more if he did. 
If he was better defensively, he's Rashawn Holmes. Let's let's be real here with that. It's not bad. If we're if that's what he is, then for what he does for the quarter that he affects the game to where you have to account for him in that second half, and you can operate off of secondary and even tertiary stuff. Yo, that works. But for what he does, for the price he costs, he's a very, very needed piece of this team, and I hope they bring him back next year. That's an interesting thing, right? Yeah, go ahead, Doug. Oh, I was just going to say, he's the perfect uh, kind of player to work with LaMelo Ball at the pick and roll because there's no wasted mo- his footwork his, his his footwork is perfect there's no wasted motion he's all he's able to draw contact and draw fouls instead of just losing the basketball i, I mean you know listen mason actually had a mason Plumley actually had a great i thought I had a good game yeah um, yeah pretty pretty solid pretty solid game pretty, for so- mason. pretty solid game right <laughs> he actually um, had free throws yeah well the whole team had free throws yeah i mean that, that was a big difference too again all of these little details things that add up to hornets wins um but but i'll just say like Th- that has been missing, you know, from the Mason Plumley Lamella ball pick and roll, um, that kind of just pr- precision, accuracy, being able to convert that into points per possession. That's what Montrez Harrell can do. He can convert uh, those kind of plays into points per possession, and and it's been fun to watch. Um, also, just want to give a shout to Miles Bridges real quick. We didn't give him a shout oh. in the previous game. We didn't mm-hmm. talk about him enough, and this is somebody that just continues just to give you at least some kind of good foundation. And last night, it was the first half for Miles. I don't, I don't know if he had a bucket until real late in the second half. And I, I know miles I'm trying to, I'm trying to look, look at it up. right now. No, he didn't. He didn't have any points in the second half. Not one single point. Did he score? Didn't need him. And yeah, he scored 18 in the first man, six of 13 from the field, hit a couple three pointers, six rebounds, six assists. I love going home early. That's what miles did. He said, you guys don't need me here. Take it from here, boys. That's right. I'm, I'm going home early. That's all right. That's he's, fine. he's putting his feet up and that was okay. And then Terry Rogier, the, the one thing I want to say about him, besides the big three Certified. that he hit, gamer that's what i want to say i know that's what you want to say (laughs) big three for him at the end of the game but also mid-range just tearing it up you know finishing at the rim real decisive with his handle i think that's been a nice development for him in a hornet uniform especially this year still not a great playmaker but i feel like he's more decisive in the paint and being more crafty once he gets on to the three-point line and he's able to hit that shot that that's what you love to see from terry rogier um so so good any other closing thoughts on the game last night honestly i'm just glad they won because i thought this was going to be a 9-10 game in atlanta situation i honestly didn't think they were going to win but the fact that they did win and the big dub hat got to be don by doug <laughs> that's right i mean that that's awesome that is one of the better things like the fact that this team has a legitimate shot at eight much less probably has a really good chance to hold on to nine, especially with the news that Trey young may not be playing a couple of games going forward because of the, because of that knee. I mean, a home playoff game, home playing game for like, I think that's everything you would have wanted out of the season at the bare minimum. And I cannot wait to see what happens at the very bare minimum. No doubt. Doug, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, looking at this schedule, look ahead, you know, 12 games left, um, you know, we're, we're reaching the end of the road. Uh, and still, I can't let go. It's unnatural. The Hornets belong to me, and I belong to the Hornets, and I hope uh, they can finish strong. Seven games, uh, I don't know why I held up two up there, uh, five plus two, seven, seven games. There's seven, guys. There's seven of them. 
Seven games remaining for the Hornets against teams uh, with records better than them. Uh, They've got a tough matchup up ahead against Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Five games remaining against teams that they should beat. So if they win all the games that they should win, which they've been doing, uh, that means that in order to finish with a winning record, they've got to steal um, one, right? Or do they have to steal? They have to steal one of those remaining uh, seven games. Or two? One? Two? 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 I, I don't know how to count either. Apparently, you don't. Uh, yeah. it's tough, um, but they've got to steal some of those games against teams that they shouldn't beat. And um, I think I'm I'm kind of 50 50 if they can do that or not. Yeah, we'll see. I'm just glad they don't play Philadelphia. So you didn't fit Motown Philly in there at all from boys to men. I think they have I, one more. Don't they have one more? I'm going to look this up. I think do I they, think they have one more against If Philly. so, then you miss an opportunity. If so, then you miss an opportunity to put another boys to men song. And so I'm I'm glad because there's we don't always need- there's a listen. We've got many more. <laughs> shows ahead of us my friends There's all right plenty of time to get boys to men lyrics in the show that was not edwards find him on twitter at not of the scribe a great follow not only for college basketball but still keeps it up with the charlotte hornets tweets and we appreciate him joining us go check out the ion college basketball podcast as well our boy nada is producing for a top 10 podcast we appreciate it man don't stay away too long we want you to come home every now and again that would be great we, again, you will see me probably again about three weeks. We'll, okay. we'll do this again in about three weeks. Promise. You're on. You're on public record now. Yeah, you said it. You said it. You're on public record. All right. Thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen every day. Make sure you join us tomorrow for a fun Friday, and also make your second listen Lockdown NBA. Lockdown experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than thirty minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your pods. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day. Thank mm-hmm. you.